Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 170. And the Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders, sharing the good news. Those folks that are out there in the marketplace, in the community, making a difference, making a true impact. And I have a business leader, entrepreneur, servant leader, someone who's really out there making a difference all throughout the community, Billy Borgia. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, James. Glad to be here. So, Billy, I know you know you, you have a background in fitness. You are a faithful man. You're a Christian. You you are committed to making a difference for folks. Which I am is just absolutely tremendous. Yes, I am absolutely. We're, I mean, we got a a lot to cover on here, which is fantastic. But let's back up a little bit and just discuss your background. You know, where are you? Are you native San Diegan? Where are you originally from? Where'd you go to school? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am a native San Diegan. Grew up in okay. San Diego. Uh, went to Madison High School. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, out of high school, I went to the School of Hard Knocks. Yeah. And, yep. How um, do we learn? Yeah, how do we learn? And got right into the workforce immediately. Went working for my brother's business. Uh, moved up pretty quickly in managing one of his businesses in okay. the uh, industrial uh, coatings industry. Mm. And then uh, from there, got involved in martial arts. Okay. And then ended up actually owning, uh, starting a martial arts, started as a satellite school in La Jolla, and before I knew it, it blew up and it became a full-time gig for me. Um, during wow. that time, I segued into fitness, and that's what got me to where I'm at today with regards to focusing exclusively on fitness. Wow. Okay. And folks, you should see this guy. I mean, this guy is shredded. You know, he's got all his clothes on, but you can just tell he is lean, mean, and healthy. So... Obviously, you know, you have that path through martial arts into fitness. What do you see as the impacts on fitness, through fitness on, on the community and on an individual? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, martial arts, real quickly, if I could back up, Please. really taught me how to focus Okay. and taught me self-discipline. So important and not necessarily easy. Simple, but not easy. Right. Looking back on my life, I can reflect back without hesitation and say, wow, that's where, that's where, that's where I came up with those or developed uh, those characteristics for myself. And then going and in, get into fitness, uh, saw how I can easily impact more people's lives uh, through a fitness platform. And then uh, today, that's uh, it's got me as a multiple uh, franchise owner with uh, uh, a group fitness company. Wow. Incredible. And... You know, I, I know that through fitness, you're making a difference, you know, with the individual. What do you what do you see as the opportunity? What do you see as kind of the big picture in all this? Yeah. So when we're working with clients, whether it's a one on one or in a group setting, but let's say in this case, a one on one, you know, you, you establish a rapport and a relationship. Right. Mm. Uh, it's like when you go to a doctor, you, you establish a trust with your doctor and he or she will write your prescription and, and, and you follow the, the prescription. Well, same thing applies with us in fitness. We come up with a program for them and, and they trust us. Right. To guide mm. them. They're going to help them achieve the goals that they, that they had for themselves. And so that relationship that building is real vital to, to being able to guide somebody through that process. And, you know, the, the franchise you mentioned, you know, can we talk about it on air? Yes. Okay. So, you know, uh, OTF, I'm just learning about this. What does that stand for? So OTF stands for Orange Theory Fitness. It's a fitness franchise okay. that came on the scene back in uh, 2011, 2012. Okay. I got involved in 2013. We opened actually the first location here in San Diego, and today uh, we have 15 locations in just in the San Diego region. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's some quick growth. That's some quick growth. In fact, we're in all 50 states and 22 countries around the world. Wow, and so and you have 
studios in La Jolla, Mission Valley, and then recently opened one in UTC? Yes, that's correct. For those of us, you know, that, that maybe know just a little bit about Orange Theory Fitness, you know, what is, why is it different? Like, what is, what's the model there? At Orange Theory? Yes, that's a great question. So Orange Theory Fitness is what we call a five-zone heart rate interval training program. It's a five mouthful. Zone. I know, that's a mouthful. So five-zone heart rate interval training. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so everyone that comes to our studio, we're going to send them with a heart rate monitor. What that monitor is going to do in real time is we're going to be able to track what zone they're in based on their heart rate during the workout. Our, because our workout's based on science, there's a, there's a term called EPOC, E-P-O-C. It stands for Excess Post-Oxygen Consumption. What that means is that we're able to, again, in real time, monitor what zone they're in. In other words, how intensity is their workout. And science tells us that if we can achieve 12 to 20 minutes in zones number uh, four and five, which is the orange zone, okay. you've created what's called the afterburn. What does that mean? That means if you come to a 6 a.m. class, James, all throughout the day, your body is burning calories post-workout 24 to 36 hours later because you are working so hard at a deficit that your body's working to recover, burning additional calories. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I can, I can see the logic in all that. In, but the orange zone, okay, why not the purple zone? I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. So Orange Street Fitness was founded in Florida. So some people think, okay, it's related to like the Sunkiss State, right? Oranges. Okay. But actually, orange stands for energy, right? Mm. And so the founders of the company decided on orange. It's a nice color. It caught on, but it stands for energy. When you come in an Orange Street Fitness studio, two things are going to happen. You're going to be asked to give a certain amount of energy, right? Back mm. to yourself because it's really about you. Yep. But then you're also going to feed off the energy of the other people in the class as well as the coach, the music the orange lights, all that together creates an environment for success. So you mentioned, you know, others and a coach in the environment, the space, the energy in there. What, is that, what does that look like? You know, it sounds like it's way, very different than other gyms and studios that most of us work out at. It is, absolutely. So uh, I can describe it this way. When you come to an ordinary studio, typically we're going to break up into two groups. Okay. One group's going to start off doing cardiovascular work. The other group's going to start off doing strength training. And we have a myriad of, uh, of equipment. We have treadmills. We have uh, water rowers for power training. And then we have strength training where we utilize weights and, and TRX straps and other assets. The one coach is going to guide you through the workout. Everything is timed. And uh, once, you, once you finish a, um, a circuit, we're going to have you switch. Uh, and you're going to finish your workout. So you're going to get your cardio and your strength all in 55 minutes. The last four to five minutes is stretched, stretching and a cool down. You get in, you get your workout done, you get on with your life. The, the days of spending two to three hours in the gym are far beyond behind us now. So no one has the time. And this is a really efficient model. Right. And I love it. It's, it, sound, it, you know, it sounds different. It sounds special. It sounds unique. What about the social piece to it? You know, because you're, you're working out with others, you're sweating with others, and you're monitoring everything. What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that Orange Theory really prides themselves with is the community aspect or the social aspect that as, as you alluded to. So we're very active on our social media platforms, mainly Facebook and Instagram. We have thousands of followers at each studio around the world and we really heavily engage in our social media. We do two purposes, to create that community aspect, to celebrate people's accomplishments and victories, and then also to, to, um, to keep them informed of what's going on with Orange Theory Fitness. The other part of it is we do a lot of events, not in, just in our studio, but we also do things out in the community with, with our members. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a lot going on, which is it's refreshing. You know, want to do a little bit deeper dive on, you know, making that impact in the community mm -hmm. and with others. You know, what is it that inspires you and motivates you to do that? Yeah, you know, my faith. You know, faith is, faith is, is I've heard faith uh, uh, described as faith is not uh, believing that you can't, but knowing that you will, right? Not believing that you can't, but knowing that you will. Knowing that you like will, that. right? And then if, you're, if, if, you're, if you surround yourself with, with the right people, the right sphere of influence, you could achieve so much more than we ever hoped or could imagine, right? And so through Orange Fitness, or me personally, realizing as a personal trainer and having a private gym in La Jolla and then going into Orange Fitness with a group gym, one of the things that was really, really uh, attractive to me was like, wow, I can impact and influence more people in the same hour. Yeah. Yeah, and then I could therefore empower, mentor, and equip my staff to do the same things. We're just, we're just replicating what I've learned to do and just teaching others to do it. Fantastic. And I know, you know you, you're not just using Orange Theory Fitness as a vehicle for that impact. You know, what else are you involved in? Where else are you making a difference? Yeah, so I'm, I'm involved, really actively involved in my church that I attend to at the Rock Church. The Rock Church? Yeah, at, at the, the main campus in Point Loma. Uh, you know, the Lord led me there about six years ago. I said I want to be used to help other people, primarily men. So I showed up one night to a men's group. Five years later, I'm the director of the men's ministry. I, over, wow. I oversee all, the, all things that have to do with the men's ministry. I interact closely with the pastoral staff there, with Pastor Miles and the team there. Um, I attend a lot of the leadership meetings and retreats. Uh, I also sit on the board of what's, uh, what we call the Business Leaders Entrepreneurs Breakfast. I helped launch this committee at The Rock two years ago. And so um, we have a quarterly breakfast where we bring in keynote speakers and we just we share leadership with other people. Yeah, so say more about, you know, I want to learn more about the men's ministry and then also the business ministry. Yep. You know, what does that look like for folks? Yeah, so at the men's ministry, I lead what's called an R group. I lead that every Tuesday night. R group, okay. Right, and then I also, um, we come together and uh, I, I work with my leadership team there that lead other various ministries like a military ministry, a business mm -hmm. leaders ministry, uh, other biblically based uh, um, groups that we meet uh, uh, once a week. And then we get together two to three times a year where we have leadership retreats where we get away and uh, we do what's called going in the soul room. And we get spend one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. We come back with our groups and we share with what the, each other what the Lord has showed us. And then we talk about how we can better improve uh, ourselves as servant leaders, right, in ministry. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then we take those things that we learned uh, or the time we spent away and then we, we implement them with our groups. With regards to the business leaders breakfast, uh, this was a concept that we came up with back in 2017, in the summer of 2017. And we had our first uh, quarterly breakfast, and it was a big hit. It was sold out, had a great speaker. So we decided to do this every quarter. So I've been a part of that ministry since the inception. And um, in fact, we got one coming up February 12th. We got a great speaker coming in there. But it's all about business leaders, entrepreneurship, servanthood, all kind of uh, encapsulated you know, in that one ministry. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, in, in, you know, why do you, I mean, let's say it a different way, how do you see faith as impacting businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we actually have a group that, that meets once a month and it's called Impact. Really? And it's part of, okay. right, and, and it's part of the business leaders ministry. And uh, they asked me to speak one time and facilitate uh, uh, one month. And the title was, does your faith impact your, min or does your 
faith impact your business, excuse me. And that was something that the Lord really showed me years ago that, that my, my, my faith is everything as it relates to my business. You know, some business leaders that are Christians or business owners, they keep their faith separate from their business practice. And we want to flip that around that your faith goes with you everywhere everywhere you go. So your faith should not only impact your business, but it should help govern the decisions you make. It should help shape your character, right? It should help you uh, understand that it's not about us as business leaders, but it's about being other-centered and focusing time, talents, and energy on those people that you lead. And so we really took a deep dive on, on about that very question that you had. How does your faith, in faith impact your business? Yeah, your faith is not something you, you know, you put on and take off like a coat. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, unfortunately, some people look at it like that or, you know, they, they, they act and be one way here and, and act and be a different way there. And, you know, it's like, well, it's a business and you can't do that. You know, I look at it for me. Uh, I don't judge by what a person believes, you know, whether they're, whether they're a Christian or they're a Muslim or, you know, they're Jewish or Buddhist, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different faiths out there, but have that faith, have that higher power that feeds and nourishes you, and be that consistently. Amen, amen. Yeah, you know, we talk about two things. We talk about character, yeah. and I work with my leadership team through my organization, and I talk about, you know, the things that you value, those core values are what shapes our character, but then we talk about principles. It's those principles that really guide who you are, your character, if you will. And are you the same at home? Are you the same at work? Are you the same in community? And so to what you just pointed to, that regardless of your, of your background and your faith and your religion, are you consistently with that? Yeah. And how do, you, how do you see that, you know, going a little bit further with faith, the impact that it has on people's families and teams and ultimately the community? Yeah, you know, one of the things that, that my staff knows about me is that we come together, even though we're, we're a privately owned company, mm -hmm. um, I elect to actually pray with my leaders. Good and, for you. Yeah, so I pray with them. Uh, I invite them to a, a lot of our church events, uh, like the Business Leaders Breakfast, because I'm constantly pouring into them. So being that example and that servant leader, understanding that I've got to model what my expectations are of my leadership team, so I'm constantly pouring into them. And they've really embraced that. They've embraced that big time. I also ask them, you know, how, you know, we want to get into their lives. How's your family doing? You want to ask about their family. Because I, I learned one of my favorite speakers was John Maxwell. He says, people don't care about what you know till they know how much you care, right? Mm. So I've adopted that and I've implemented that in, in, in my practice uh, as a business owner and a leader. That's, that's phenomenal. What is, you know, what are some of your teams look like? You know, what, what are you excited about going forward? Yeah, you know, I, I, I love pouring into them. One of the things that, that I do with them is like, we went through a book last year. We, okay. we go through a book every year and like we, reading a book together, we read a book together, together it, right? It. And it's all about leadership or success or motivation, but mostly okay. centered around leadership. And, and we talk about that and then we adopt those principles and then we look for application, how we can apply that to our, to our position as leaders. Um, so, you know, I've got a great diverse group of people uh, in terms of leadership. You know, I look for people if they're qualified and capable. We can see that on paper if they're qualified and capable, but then I also see if they have the skill set to actually lead. We yeah. typically don't know that, James, right, until you spend some time with them. That's right. Yeah, and that's, as a leader, that, that, that I have to determine, do I want to mentor this person and help them along the way, which oftentimes I do, right, and, and help them, you know, rise, help them rise up, right? Yep. And so it, it's really coming, it's really about being other-centered. You know, as leaders, I tell my staff, you're already a leader. You already have the title. So you can relax just knowing that. Now you have to switch that gear and understand that it's not about you. It's about those that you lead. You need to pour into those people. 
Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. May I ask what, uh, what are some of the books that you have read in, in past years? Yeah. So most recently, uh, I read a book called Extreme Ownership. It's not a Extreme state. Ownership. Okay. Yes. It was written by two former Navy SEALs. And um, the takeaway in there for us was, was about extreme ownership, real quick story. They talk about budge training for them, yep. and their five-man the team got a raft, Navy SEAL training. And this one team was constantly winning, and this one team was always in last, and the three in the middle were whatever. So what they did is they switched the captains. The mm. team that was last was battling the first place team for first and came in second. The team that was winning still won, but even though they took their captain away. The takeaway from that is that there are no bad teams, just bad leaders. Ooh. Yeah. Like and it. so it took about 400 pages, but to, that was the main <laughs> takeaway, right? Another one, John Maxwell, I love 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Love it's a book. great book. We're going through a chapter in there called Explosive Growth with my leadership team and talking about how to achieve explosive growth in an organization. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And what do you have on the horizon? So on the horizon, um, in terms of books, I, yeah. I don't have one. I'm actually working on one myself. And so, oh, good for you. yeah, I've been writing a, a lot of material on yeah. and off for several years. Initially, it was a lead like a black belt because I've come across a lot of people that, that want to do martial arts, so I sure. want to take some of those things. But the Lord has shifted my focus on love and leadership and taking 1 Corinthians 13, right? Taking 1 Corinthians 13, how it characterized what love looks like, and tr taking that into leadership. Mm. And so that's kind of what I'm working on. But right now, the, the, the John Maxwell book is what we're going through. And do you know that verse? Oh yeah, First Corinthians 13? Yeah. You're right, right, about being patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast, absolutely, does not keep record of wrong, uh, wrongdoings, um, you know, so it, love never fails, so yeah. Love never fails, don't be envy, don't boast, you know, it's, we have a lot of, and then I ask you that because we have a lot of people in the network that necessarily, you know, aren't believers and whatnot, but the message is so important. Absolutely. So, so important. Absolutely. What, are, what do you see going forward for yourself? in the future, you know, five, 10 years, what would you like to see that you're impacting and making a difference in? Right, you know, I have a saying, we're all in the people business. We are. We are in the people business, right? Without people, none of this exists, right? That's right. And so for me, how can I reach more people? Well, well, well by getting involved with Orange Street Fitness allowed me to reach more people on a group level, right? Mm. Um, building an organization allows me to reach people at different levels. Uh, but, but writing a book is one of those things. Um, uh, I have a new startup company. It's in the yoga space, and we're in launching. The yoga space. Yes, okay. and so we're opening our, our flagship studio in Del Mar uh, in May or June of this year. Okay. Excited about that. But we've also already got territory locked up in LA and Orange County for that. So, Lord willing, that's gonna uh, that's gonna go really well, and I'll be able to impact even more people. Love it. Yeah, love it. I mean, Billy, you're on fire, and it's just you know your passion is 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 magnetic it's exciting to see thank you and i love your commitment to others you know mm. you're clearly a servant leader and you're using you're using fitness as a vehicle but you're also you're mentoring people through the rock church through the men's ministry and the business ministry and it's clear to me that you know you're putting others first and you're here on this planet to actually make a difference amen thank you for that you know i i tell my the people i lead i said god meets us where we're at mm. 15 years ago, I know we don't have time, but 15 years ago, I was completely broke and broken. Yeah, sure, that's a quick story. Lost please. everything, was married, had a nice home, both kids in private Christian school, and, and had lost everything through a, a business investment that, that I realized Didn't a year into it, God wasn't into it. Yeah. And so it just, and, and I'd been walking with the Lord 20 plus years at that point. Wow. And Lord, I just got on my face before the Lord, and just started weeping and saying, man, I lost everything that matters. 
please forgive me, help me to start over. He goes, I can work with this. He goes, I can work I can, with that. I can help this guy. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that hunk of clay that I thought God was molding, turns out I was, now I'm more pliable again. And I said, uh, I made a commitment. I made a covenant with God. I said, if you'd give me an opportunity to start over as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I'll commit my life to serving others the way you want me to serve them. That was 15 years ago. And wow. I'm living that covenant, you know, today. That, and the Lord's always gonna keep up his end of the deal, right? Of course. So, yeah. Inspiring, inspiring. Well, Thank Billy, you. welcome to the network. What are some parting words that you would share with the Rise Up Network and our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I would, um, I would, I would say to those people that are in leadership, mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost, that um, that is not about us as leaders. Really, it's about those that we lead. And one of the one of the things I like to say, I like to share, is that there's no greater feeling. Excuse me. It's one of the greatest feelings to know that you helped another human being achieve something that they would never achieve had it not been for your influence. And so I, 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 like, to, I like to leave that uh, with, your, with your listeners and uh, hopefully that resonates with them. We will end with that, folks. You know, use, use your influence for good. Get out there and make a difference in your communities. You know, as we say around here, get out there and rise up. <laughs>